Does John Calipari have the right approach to NIL? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. That's Bet Online where the game starts. All right. John Calipari has recently given his opinion on NIL and how Kentucky should utilize it and there's been some things going around in the tw- on the Twitter sphere and so I just kind of wanted to give my stance on John Calipari's stance of NIL. We're also going to talk about the starting five for the Kentucky Wildcats today, and we're going to talk about the way-too-early top 25. Uh, Jeff Borzello of ESPN updated his way-too-early top 25. I'm going to talk about where the Wildcats sit there. But first here, TJ Beesner, uh, who is on Kentucky's staff, had a Twitter thread giving his thoughts on NIL. And Coach Calipari asked him, to add Cal's thoughts to the thread. So I'm going to read Cal's thoughts first, and then I'm going to read Beesner's thoughts second. This is what Cal said about NIL. I've pushed for NIL for 10 years publicly, and no one is more supportive, which is why our players are making more money than anyone the right way. NIL won't hurt us and has it for any kid that we've really wanted. If the NCAA or federal government make changes, we'll adapt and continue to lead. So that is what Coach Cal said about NIL. Now, a couple days ago, there were some comments that surfaced from Cal that said, you know, if a player comes to us in the transfer portal or if he comes to us through recruiting and his primary interest is getting NIL money, we are not interested in that kid. He can go somewhere else. We are coming, you were coming to Kentucky to contribute to our program and play here. It's not, it's not particularly focused on NIL. At least that's what I got from Cal's message. And this is him just kind of restating things and saying, well, I've pushed for kids to get paid for a decade now at this point. I'm supportive of it. And our players are making money, but they're going about things the right way. Our program's going about things the right right way. So if there are ever any changes here in the future, you know what, we're going to adapt to that and continue to lead here. But I'm not opposed to it. It's just I don't want that to be the first thing on my transfer portal kid's mind if I come to somebody or if a kid comes to me and it's just like, hey, what's your NIL deal looking like? Of course, they can ask about that, absolutely. Like uh, like Cal said, we're going about things the right way. It's just not necessarily the most important thing when it comes to coming to play basketball, right? So this is what TJ Beesner said. On NIL in Kentucky... Our basketball program has and continues to be ahead of everyone else. I know. I have these conversations with recruits and other schools. We just don't flaunt it on social media because we don't need to. It's Kentucky, the biggest stage for everything. Cal hired me, a non-coach, to his coaching staff for this very reason, and we have done better than everyone, but we will not guarantee money as an inductment. 
or as an inducement, excuse me, to anyone ever, period, because we don't need to. And we haven't missed out on anyone because of that. Our stance continues to be that there is no better place on earth for a young person to develop as a player and a person. Now there is, and now there's no better place for NIL. We target players and families who share the same vision. Some don't, and that's fine, but we are confident. I love that tweet or that thread from TJ Beesner, and I'm right there with him. I, if it were me, and I was running one of the best college basketball programs in the entire country, I wouldn't want to, to pick up kids that were only focused on getting money. I would want to pick up kids that were focused on coming to my program, developing and winning and playing well. And I know that there's a lot of criticism out there for uh, on Coach Cal saying, well, he only, he only wants to get kids to the NBA or he only wants this or he only wants that. For him and a staff member to come out and make this statement and say, look, we don't, we're the best at NIL. Let's not get that. Let's not get get that misconstrued. We just don't talk about it. We're the best, though. We we don't need anybody's help here. But it's not it's not the very front of our minds whenever we're trying to get a kid to come play for us. The most important thing is what do you want to do here in terms of development. And winning, right? That's the most important thing. It's like our program is what it is because of the accomplishments that we've made, not because of the fact that we can dole out money to everybody. That's not the important thing here. The important thing here is our program is valuable, not the NIL money that comes with it. And like Beesner said, some people disagree. Some people say, you know what? I want to be able to go get my bag. That's the most important thing for me. And you know what? That's okay. That's perfectly fine. Go to USC. Go to Alabama. Go, go somewhere else where you are focused on primarily earning millions of dollars and not trying to really develop yourself or contribute. We'll just say we're the best at, at just about everything. We're not going to guarantee you money, though. And, and quite frankly, I don't think anybody should. I don't think that's right. And Cal pointed something out here that I also want to note. We're currently, in the words of Josh Pate, in the wild, wild west days of NIL. We are currently in the wild, wild west. We don't really know what's going on. Everything's just kind of free, and you can just kind of do what you want, and things are getting said and done that even people that wanted this to happen are just like, I don't really know if that's okay. And Cal noted, if the NCAA or the federal government get involved and change things, we're going to adapt and we're still going to be the best. And I think that's a good mindset to have on top of that. So essentially, I asked at the beginning of the episode, does Cal have the right opinion? I think these two statements right here between his, uh, his remarks and then Beesner's remarks, I think they're spot on. I think that's exactly the mindset that you should have. If you disagree, if you've got a differing opinion, if you agree, let me know in the comments below, whether you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on podcast format, you can uh, hit me on the socials. All right, I want to get into just kind of talking about Kentucky starting five, maybe predicting it a little bit, just something, just a fun exercise because I've been just thinking about, you know, if, if Kentucky has scholarship limitations right now, like they've only got nine scholarship kids and they may be getting an extra commitment here soon. We talked about on th that on yesterday's show if you want to go check it out, but I think that it's fun to at least just speculate over the five kids that could start because, I mean, it's a really good lineup, I think, uh, no matter how you cut it. So I want to talk about that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting stats and info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, moving along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you, predicting the starting five, in essence, for the Kentucky Wildcats this upcoming season. Now, like I mentioned, there are only nine scholarship players on roster right now. Adu Thiero might be committing, and so that would make it 10. We talked about him on yesterday's show. But I want to focus here on the five Wildcats that could start. And I know we had an episode recently talking about how Kentucky may be able to run the platoon system. That was if Baylor Shireman were to commit. Baylor Shireman, for those of you who don't know, committed to Creighton. Uh, did not expect that, of course, all things considered. I mean, you look at what South Dakota State is and the system they t- they run. They're uh, three-point heavy. They shoot really, really well from beyond the arc. They like to score a lot of points. Creighton, very similar mindset, I think, in terms of you know, just uh, the place that he wants to be and continue to develop and, and strengthen his game. I think Creighton was an excellent shot uh, or an excellent selection uh, by him and his agent. So best of luck to Baylor. But yeah, he uh, he is out of the equation. But anyway, what I was saying is, is I know that we had an episode recently talking about how Kentucky may be able to run the platoon system. It was more of a it was more of a lighthearted. Well, this is an interesting scenario, just a, a fun hypothetical. I don't think it, it would ever happen again. But we, I think something that we have to acknowledge here is that John Calipari, his track record would indicate that he likes to play his starting five and he likes to play them a lot. He doesn't really like to go deep into the bench minutes-wise. And so whenever you look at the, the five players that will, will start for the Wildcats this season, they're probably going to be getting the large chunk of the minutes. I'm curious to see what the backcourt looks like. Well, let's go ahead and start it off here. Starting at point guard, I think it's got to be Severe Wheeler. Uh, some people have differing opinions on Wheeler as a player, as a shooter. He's not particularly known uh, as, as a shooter, but he's a really good distributor, one of the best in the nation. Averaged over 10 points a game as well. Really good at getting into the lane. Really good with the two-man game with Oscar Shibway, the center, and we'll get to him in a little bit. But yeah, I think Severe Wheeler is starting at point guard. I mean, you like what you have there in Wheeler in terms of distribution. Now, the question is shooting, like I just mentioned, and so I think you have to look to your bench, or you look have to look at Kaysen Wallace potentially swapping over to the one. And let me just say, he has been tearing it up recently in some of these tournaments and events. I mean, he is just it's just highlight after highlight after highlight from Kaysen Wallace. And I've got him starting at shooting guard. I think he'll start at shooting guard, the 20th overall player in ESPN's 100. Five-star kid paired up with Severe Wheeler in the backcourt in this starting lineup. He has looked so good shooting the basketball, getting into the lane, finishing, playing good defense, uh, a lot of highlight dunks as well. Really athletic, really talented kid, it looks like, in Kaysen Wallace. I'm so excited to see him play. Already out of the gates, I think outside of Shibway, he would be, he's my favorite player. Really excited to see what Kaysen Wallace does for the team this upcoming season. At the three, I have Antonio Reeves starting at the three, just to project. And I think ESPN actually has the same thing, so this is not something special. 
Antonio Reeves averaged over 20 points a game at Illinois State. If we're talking about uh, a rotation, which includes a point guard that doesn't take a lot of shots and doesn't really shoot the ball well, I think you have to start looking further down the rotation and say, okay, who's going to be one of our volume guys? Antonio Reeves is the easy answer here. Starting at small forward, uh, really like to take a lot of shots at Illinois State. And I think the most important thing for Reeves here is if we're going to try and make him one of the top scorers in this lineup, he's going to have to be able to finish at the rim a little bit better than he did at Illinois State. Excellent score. Really, really good with the mid-range game. Really, really good with his outside shot. But I think he's got to be able to finish at the rim or at least get the ball to the rim a little bit more so that Sheepway can collect some rebounds. But yeah, Antonio Reeves starting at the three. Chris Livingston starting at the four. Potentially, we'll get to the only... Uh, the only difference here I have in a, in the starting lineup in case in case something were to happen. But Chris Livingston starting at the four, number 12 in ESPN's 100. Uh, another five-star kid, really athletic, really lanky type of guy out of Oak Hill Academy, six foot five, hundred or six foot six, excuse me. And this would be a little undersized for the uh, for the power forward position. And this is only, if Jacob Toppin does not come back. If Jacob Toppin does come back, which reports have indicated that he will, then he would start at the four. At least I think he would. Uh, Livingston and Toppin, by the way, two bouncy guys at the at the four position. Would be in, will be interesting to see what happens there. But Livingston, I think an inch and a half or maybe an inch undersized, potentially playing at power forward. But um, I, nonetheless, very athletic. Also really good defensively like Cason Wallace. But yeah, I, if Jacob Toppin does officially announce that he's coming back, then he would be starting here. And then, uh, but otherwise, though, I'm, I'm slotting Chris Livingston in there just kind of out of out of necessity. And then finally, here Oscar Shibway. Everybody knows about Oscar. Uh, we all know what he's done during his time with the Wildcats, National Player of the Year. I don't really feel like there's there's much that need needs to be said. He'll be taking the majority of the minutes, if not all the minutes, uh, at center. Uh, he'll be working with Jacob Toppin or Chris Livingston. Uh, it's a good front court. That's a solid front court. I'm happy with that. I'm very pleased with that. So yeah, the predicting the starting five. Okay, let's just say Jacob Toppin does come back. It'll be Severe Wheeler, Cason Wallace, Antonio Reeves, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Shibwe. That will be your starting five. So that's two. Let's see. No, that's that's your national player of the year. That's a former five-star it's one of the best distributors in the country. That's a kid that's averaged over 20 points per game at Illinois State. And Jacob Toppin's probably the primary outlier here. Of course, you swap him with Livingston, and it's a five-star. Another five-star on the rotation. But yeah, that's a solid lineup. That's a solid lineup that's going to be projected to do some really good things. And ESPN has updated their way-too-early top 25. And uh, Kentucky's climbing. And I'm going to talk about where they land in just a second. Before we do that, though, if you're watching on YouTube... Would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel. Uh, it would mean a ton to me. You can also follow us on our socials at Locked On UK on Twitter. Would appreciate a follow there. We're putting out content consistently on Twitter as well. Just a shout out, shameless plug of sorts. Follow us, and also if you're listening on podcast format, leave us a review for the uh, for the podcast. Would love to hear what you guys think about the show. All right, Kentucky climbing in the way too early top twenty five. Jeff Borzello of ESPN updated his way-too-early top 25 rankings, and Kentucky is at number three. I believe he tweeted this out before he finished the article. I may be wrong, 
Kentucky is at number three. If you want to look down the list here, North Carolina is at number one. At number two is Houston. Number three, like I mentioned, Kentucky. Number four, UCLA. Creighton is at number five with the addition of Baylor Shireman. Number six is Arkansas. Number seven is Duke. Number eight is Kansas. Number nine is Baylor. And number 10 is Villanova. And then just outside of that is Auburn and Texas and TCU. Primarily focused on the top 10 here, though. And this is what Borzello had to say in his article over at ESPN.com. It has been an eventful offseason for John Calipari's program. On the plus side, Consensus National Player of the Year Oscar Shibway opted to come back to Lexington for another season, but there also have been several departures. Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz are out of eligibility, and Ty Ty Washington Jr. is going pro, while Keon Brooks Jr. and Dante Allen and Bryce Hopkins have all entered the transfer portal. And then there's the Shaden Sharp situation. Sharp appears likely to go to the NBA without playing a single minute for the Wildcats, but there will still be plenty of talent for Calipari. Kaysen Wallace and Chris Livingston are five-star recruits, while Illinois State transfer Antonio Reeves was one of the best scorers in the portal. A breakout season could be coming for Jacob Toppin, who brings a different dimension in terms of physical skills to the front court than Brooks th- did. There you have it. And, and the more that you kind of read into the lineups and different things like that, I mean, this is essentially building around Oscar Shibway and getting him some help, uh, I think, honestly, defensively. I know that a lot of people want to talk about the shooting, and and C.J. Frederick, I think, is, is hands down the best shooter on the team, one of the best shooters in the nation, coming off the bench likely for the Wildcats this season. But I think you've got to be able to find some some defensive help for Oscar Shibwe. This is something that we talked about following the loss to St. Peter's. If you look at Kentucky's defensive metrics, I mean, they they dropped significantly uh, in Kim Palm and in a couple of different... Uh, major statistical websites, they uh, they didn't really fall off offensively in terms of efficiency, but defensively, they struggled. And they've got to be able to kind of get things together down the stretch uh, this season, especially if the if the shooting is not there, which, it, with the, which there's an opportunity for it to not be. Also, you have to think about, okay, all of these guys are expected to play right now, at least the ones that I mentioned here in the starting five, and then we've got some guys on the bench, but all of them are expected to play. But the question here is, can they all stay healthy? Because that was a concern last season with Kentucky, is just we couldn't stay healthy for the majority of the year. I think that's a, that's a huge question mark. Heading into uh, heading into this season, and and it's it's not like a definitive like somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get hurt. Let's prepare for it. I'm just saying like it's um it's something that you have to at least take into account whenever you're working out uh, predictions and for the coaching staff, you know, just working out rotations and stuff like that and preparing like oh okay, well if this happens, what will we do here? And I'm sure that they're doing that anyway. All right, there you go. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you have a great rest of your day, and God bless.